you want more time, money, freedom, and have a business that's not reliant on you, then you're in the right place. Each week, Mark Creedon, along with some of the very best business minds in the world, will take you through simple, practical steps you can take to create the business you always wanted. From his own practical experience, Mark will show you how to work less, make more, and get the business you always wanted, the one that you deserve. Now here's your host, one of Australia's most sought-after business coaches, Mark Creedon. Hi, I'm Mark Creedon. Welcome to the latest edition of the Mastermind for Business podcast. If you are in your own small business or you're in a professional practice and you'd like to know a little bit more about how you can develop a business which is a whole lot less reliant on you, then that's exactly what this podcast does every week in 15 to 30 minutes. We're going to give you some hints on some things that you can do to improve your business. But it's not just about improving your business, it's about improving your life. And in today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about a book that I read called Ikigai and Ikigai by Hector Garcia and Francesc Morales. It's all about how you can establish a more balance, a more balance in your life. And really, that's what we're all about in Mastermind. Let's get underway and chat about that right now. All right, Ikigai. Let's talk about Ikigai. Ikigai is really about understanding that there's there's an intersection between four things. And those four things are something that you love, something that you're good at, something you, you can get paid for, and then something the world needs. Right? Four simple intersections. As always in the studio, I've got Nick joining me. Morning. Good morning, mate. Nick, it's quite interesting when I read this book because it's it's about Ikigai is is it's called the Japanese secret to a long and happy life. It's something that there's been a lot of documentaries lately about blue zones, right? Blue zones are areas where there are more centenarians than anywhere else in the world, and they're looking at a whole bunch of things around around you know is it diet, is Mediterranean diet, you know high seafood diets in areas of Japan, and what it is that helps us to actually live longer. And and Ikigai is very much on point with this, but Rather than it being so much about diet, although it does talk a bit about that, it's more about about what can you do in order to to develop some life changing tools to to uncover what truly makes you happy, right? How you how you leave urgency behind, find a purpose, nurture friendships, throw yourself into your passions, and the concept behind it is that if you can be truly happy and doing the things that that truly make you happy and drive passion and purpose. Then you, as a as a, a byproduct of that, or, or as a result of that, you're going to live longer. So, why are we talking about this on the Mastermind for Business podcast? I'll tell you why. Because at this time of the year, I see stress levels going through the roof, and everybody wants you know everything's urgent. I mean, the world is going to end the 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 night that Santa Claus slips down the chimney, right? Yeah, yeah. And everybody just wants everything done. So there's massive amounts of stress, and this is a time when people start to think about. Should I be doing something different? I was having a conversation with a mate the other day and he said to me, he goes, oh, there's just so much pressure in my business right now. You know, mate, my wife came to me the other day and said, oh, you know, why don't we just, why don't we just give it up? You know, you're not happy. I'm not happy. Why don't we just, 
why don't we close the business? I'll quit my job and we'll just, we'll go do something else. And I said to him, there's a fundamental flaw in that. And the fundamental flaw is that happiness comes from within. Mm. So you, you, happiness is a choice you make. Now, I mean, you know, Mark, that's easy when life's going well for you and I get that. And, and unfortunately, there are some people that are either listening to this podcast right now or know people, either them or, or they might know people who are going through a really shitty time in their life and, and I'm yeah. sorry that's happening to you. But, but the reality is in, you know, having considered all factors, if things are going reasonably well in life, then happiness is actually a choice you make. And so changing jobs or changing the direction of your business, pivoting, pivoting, got to hate that term, pivoting your business is actually not going to make you happy. What's going to make you happy is getting back in control of it. I mean, it's the very thing that we talk to our mastermind members all the time about is about is about them being in control of the business, not the business being in control of them. And that's what brought me to read the book Ikigai. And and so what I want to what I really want to talk about is those four things. And then there's there's a number of little tips and tricks that we're going to get out of the book as well. The question that I'd ask you now is to just stop and have a look in your business or if you're in a leadership or a management role within a business, are you actually doing something you love? Are you doing something you love? And and if you if you are, fantastic, we're going to move on to the next stage. If you're not, by the way, it doesn't mean you have to throw it all out. It doesn't mean you need to walk in and, and you know, if you're managing a, a business or you're in a leadership walk into the boss and go, I'm out of here. doesn't mean if you own the business, you're going to put it on the market and sell it or shut the doors. It just means to stop and take a look at what are the things within the business that I love doing and the things that I don't love doing. We've spoken in terms of time management before about having a to-do list and a not to-do list. Now's the time to think about how about a love to-do and a not love to-do list. Yeah. So if you, I mean, you look at in your business, Nick, in, in video creation, video direction, there were things that you were doing when you first set that business up that you absolutely did not love to do. Oh, 100%. Right. And then the more that you started to focus on creating that list of not love and 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 then working on the, the do love, the, the better things became for you. Yeah, the, the more I got done, the easier things became, the easier every day became, the less daunting tasks became, Yep, all those things. And I think the other thing too, mate, is your business actually grew. Yeah. Because suddenly yeah. you started attracting, you, you're putting the right message out and you're attracting, you know, without sounding all woohoo here. Maybe not initially, maybe not initially. Sure. Due to, you know, I guess changing a few things that were more so focusing on the things that, you know, were in my wheelhouse or, or that I are my, uh, are sort of what I, I enjoy. Yep. And, and I guess there was an initial change and an adjustment. But once that adjustment was made, you're right, it started to thrive. Yeah. So so I think step number one, guys, if you're looking around your business now and, and you're feeling a little bit, just a little bit deflated, a little bit depressed about it all, step number one, I would say just remember if you're listening to this, I mean, if you're listening to this as a replay, if you're listening to this when it came out, we're getting close to Christmas. It's the silly season. It's called the silly season for a reason. Just, just ask yourself, is this situational? Is this time-based stress that's going on now because, because of the time of the year? That's the first thing. Step number two is to then look at it and go, all right, what are the things I love about it? See, see, the thing that I find is that most people start their business because they want to pursue a passion. We're going to get to passion in, in a second, but they want to pursue a passion. And then over time, they get caught in all the shit 
that has to get done. Yep. Yep. They, and, and then they just sort of start to drown in this quagmire. And so so the idea of being in your own business to, because you get to do the things you love to do just sort of, you know, it flies out the window because now I'm doing all the crap that I hate doing. So I think the number one number one thing is to ask yourself, is, it, is this a Christmas thing? Number two, make a list of the things that you love to do. The reason that you started your business in the first place or the reason that you that you worked toward a leadership role in the first place. And then separately make a list of the things that you're currently doing that you don't love to do and then see what you can do to actually get them off your plate. So once you've got Christmas concept out of the way, next thing is look at what are the things you love. The third step is to consider what are the things that you're good at. And if we can get a connection here between what you love and what you're good at, then we've got passion. Bingo, right? Right, it's bingo, 100%. The planets have aligned, now you've got passion. Mm -hmm. Because if, uh, let's use, let's use uh, football as an example. Nick, you, you know, you played a bit of rugby league, you were good at it, you loved it, you were quite passionate about it. Yep. Me, when I, played, when I played footy as a kid, I loved it, I was rubbish at it, it was very hard to get passionate about it. Yep. Yeah? It's very hard to turn up to training, wondering if you're ever going to be picked. Yep. It's very hard to turn up to the games knowing that at some stage you're going to stuff it up, mm -hmm. right? I was rubbish at it. So I could. So what I did was I stopped playing it because I wasn't any good at it and I just kept it as a love instead. Yeah. I think there's a fine line there, right? Because if you think about someone who, you know, let's say a tennis player. Yep. Who's played tennis their whole life, ever since they were a kid, love it. They're really, really good at it. Yep. But because they've been doing it for so long, they've fallen out of love with it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the skill level, and they're still good at it, Yeah. but they just don't love doing it anymore. Yeah. So they need to find a way to fall back in love with it. Yeah. So, so but you can see there there's this real connection, right, between – so if you want to have passion, you've got to have both of those. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, you, you can't just be really, really good at something yep. and, and not expect the passion to come. Yeah, that's right. So if you're good at it but you're not loving it, then the passion's not going to be there. So I think, you know, getting to understand what you what you love to do and and you know what you're good at and and you know developing that passion as a result. Yep. 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 So again, this is about lists, right? You know, what are the things that you're really good at? I mean, have a look at the role that you've currently got, whether again, whether it's in a leadership role or or whether it's running your own business, look at things you're really good at, look at the things you're not good at. Focus on the things you are good at and work out how you can get rid of the things that are not, that you're not good at or not in your flow. Yep. Like, you know what it's like when you're working in your flow. I know when I'm working in my flow, things really happen, you know, things come together, outcomes are really good. That's, that's what happens when, when you're actually working in your flow. That's about developing passion. The third step in this process, which is kind of the fourth step if we take out the Christmas thing, is to understand what can you be paid for? Because yep. now if you have something you love, something you're good at, and you can get paid for it, now you have a profession. Mm -hmm. Yeah? And now you have a profession that you can be passionate about. So working out something that you love to do, that you're good at doing, and someone's going to pay you to do it, I mean, I often say one of the one of the greatest privileges I have in life is that I get to, I get paid to do what I love to do. 
Yeah, I'm passionate about helping people to build a business which is less reliant on them. I'm I'm passionate about helping people to be a better version of themselves. As my mate Mick Donaldson says, you know, creating good humans. Yeah. That I'm absolutely passionate about. I love doing it and I get paid to do it. So, like, how cool is that? Win-win. Uh, absolutely. And then I think that the fourth thing, according to the Ikigai book, is to, to understand then what's something that the world actually needs. Because if it's something that you love doing, something you're good at, something somebody will pay you, and it's something the world needs, now you actually not just have a passionate profession, but you have a mission. There's demand for it. Yeah, and it's a mission. Now you've actually yeah. got a real – so this is the concept of real purpose, right? This is how you, how you determine what your, what your true purpose is. Nick, I'm going to just go into the book Ikigai and at the very end in the conclusion, and I want to talk about, you know, the Japanese secret to a long and happy life. I think that there's 10 things, there's 10 things, and we're going to, we're going to come back to the 10th thing in a second. But here's what the book says. Number one is stay active and don't retire. Interestingly, in, in Japanese, there's no word for retire. They just don't believe in it. They don't believe in it, yeah. right? So stay active, don't retire, number one. Because in order to do that, though, you have to be doing the things you love to do, right? Get to the point you're doing things you love to do, and then it's not work anymore. Yeah, 100%. And some of the, one of the greatest examples I can think of is my, my partner's um, grandfather is 90 years old and still works on his cattle farm. Yeah. And, and if, if he was to stop, he yep. would probably die tomorrow. Yeah. So, But, but the thing about that is, and, and the, the, what the book actually says, it says um, those who give up the things they love doing and do well, lose their purpose in life. Yep. That's why it's so important to keep doing things of value, making progress, bringing beauty or utility to others, helping out, shaping the world around you, even after your official professional activity has ended. So you can officially retire from your job or sell your business, but the point is keep doing the things that you love to do. Yep, yeah. Which is like Dee's granddad. That's, that's, you know, he's not doing it to make a living out of the farm. He's no. doing it because he loves doing it. Yeah, it's keeping him going. Yep. Uh, number two, take it slow. You know, walk slowly. There's an old saying, walk slowly, you'll go far. Yeah? Walk slowly, you'll go far. Tortoise in the hair. Yeah, that's exactly right. Leave urgency behind. I mean, you know, life and time will take on new meaning if you do that. Number three, don't fill your stomach. I love this idea. And it's something I've actually been, been doing, less is more. So work to the 80% rule. Now, what they're suggesting in the book, Ikigai, that if you follow that rule for eating – there's a good chance you'll live longer. But how do you do that with ice cream? I have read this book, Nick. I haven't found that exception there, but I'm sure it's- It's got to be somewhere. Yeah, wrong. or if not, it'll that's be- That's the key. Yeah, it'll be in the second edition, <laughs> the updated edition. Don't fill your stomach unless it's ice cream. Unless it's ice cream. Then. Go yeah. the 100%, no worries. Yeah. What flavor? you can't stop. What flavor? Oh, look, got some uh, Ben and Jerry's uh, peanut butter. Sorry, the uh, cookie dough. Cookie dough. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be mint choc chip for me. Oh, no. Yeah, mint choc chip all day. Toothpaste ice cream. <laughs> no, thanks. Step number four, surround yourself with good friends. Michael Yardney often says, you know, you are the sum total of the the, the, you know, the three or four people that you spend most time with. And I think it's it's really true in business as well because the, the, the truth is that being in business can be quite lonely. Yeah. Right? When you're in business on your own and if you have people, friends who aren't in business, they often won't get it. No. So being in business can actually be quite lonely. Surrounding yourself with good friends are often the best medicine. Confiding, confiding with them, having a good chat, sharing stories, brightening the day, getting advice, having fun, dreaming together. 
think they're really important components. And why are we talking about this in the Mastermind for Business podcast? Because really, if you get this right, then running your business will just become so much easier and you'll get back to the reason you started your business in the first place. Nick, I like this one. Number five, get in shape for your next birthday. <laughs> why, why your birthday? Uh, so you get in your y- yeah. birthday suit? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, it's just setting yourself a time frame. Setting yourself a time frame. It's good. I've got 11 months to go. I'm really happy about that. Number six, smile. I think that's a good one. Unless it's really creepily and in, at the wrong moment. Yeah, well, that's right. But I can remember many years ago doing telephone training and, you know, the it was with Alan McGurvin or Mark Miller and from Miller Communications. And one of the things that they always used to teach was smile before you answer the phone. You yeah. smile before you answer the phone, you're far more likely to actually give that friendly. So the concept of just smiling, keeping a, a cheerful attitude, it, 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 I mean, there's lots of neuropsychology about. It goes around. a long way, doesn't yeah, it? I mean, it I think does. like in, in sales, one of the first things you learn is to make sure that you smile when you walk into the room or, or smile when you go to talk to someone, it goes a long way. 100%. It, 100%. I think it's hard to, it's like when you see someone smiling or having a good time, you know, you're on the bus and you see someone having a laugh at a video they're watching or yeah. they're smiling. It's, it's hard for you to not smile as well, even if you know absolutely nothing what they're, what yeah. they're laughing at. It's, it's just infectious. Right? I, I saw this clip, I think it was in, in New York on the subway where a guy was watching a video and he was just killing himself laughing. Yeah. And then next minute the whole train is laughing. He starts laughing. Because yeah. we did, I did a, a session of laughter therapy once. That was, you know, it's a bit weird when you think about it, but honestly, somebody starts laughing and before you know it, everybody's laughing. Was it in public? No, what? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. But it was yes. in a group, though. So that would have been funny if it was yeah, in a park or something. For, yeah. Well, you could I would that. have laughed if I was walking past. <laughs> you can do that. Number seven, reconnect with nature. I think that the reality is we spend so much time inside. You know, if you're listening to this and your business is involving working from an office, a service business, or if it's involving a service business working from your vehicle, going out, you still don't really, you know, you're just in that work environment. Yeah, 100%. Whether it's an office, a car, or a, yep. a truck, whatever it might be, as opposed to actually getting out in nature. And something that, that Caroline often says is, you know, there's great value in just digging in the garden. And it's, it's sort of hard to argue with. Number eight is give thanks. We talk about gratitude all the time. And sometimes mm-hmm. gratitude becomes a platitude. And I think we've got to be careful about that. But practicing the concept of gratitude, being grateful for the fact that, that, one of the things that we do in Mastermind, Nick, with every week we have a hot seat session with our members and one of the first things we, well, the very first thing we ask them every week is what's your win for the week, right? Yep. What have you achieved this week that you've got that you can be proud of? And yep. every week there's something, every week, even if you've had the shittiest week you've ever had, if you stop and look hard enough, there will be something. And even if the something is that it wasn't shittier than it was, yep. do you know? Right, or, so, or that next week's going to be better. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Number nine is live in the moment, and and that's about being present. Right, um, stop regretting the past, stop worrying about the future, work on today. And I, I think that the more that we can work on today and be, and this leads into gratitude as well. Obviously, the more can, we can be grateful for today, the more likely we are to actually predetermine what tomorrow will look like. Yeah, makes sense. Number ten was follow your ikigai. And following your ikigai gets back to what we spoke about right at the very beginning, which was understanding, getting involved, have a really good look in your business right now, find the things you love, find the things you're good at that you're going to get paid for and that the world needs. Then you are in your ikigai. Your business will be in ikigai. You will 
be running a business or leading a business for the reasons that you always wanted to. Now you're being driven by true purpose and passion. And I think if you can achieve that, that's an amazing outcome. So guys, if you are in your small business, service business, professional practice, whatever it might be, just take a few moments right now and think about those four things. What are the things you love? What are you good at? What can you get paid for? And what does the world need? And set yourself a target over the next 30 days of getting rid of the things you don't love, you're not good at, you don't get paid for, and the world doesn't need. And I reckon you're going to be end up in a much better position if you get a chance to read the book. It's called Ikigai, The Japanese Secret to a Long and Happy Life. Fantastic book. Loved reading it. And, you know, these are the sort of things that we teach our clients in our mastermind program all the time. If you would like to know more about that, if you'd like to have a business that is less reliant on you, metropolemastermind.com.au. If you've listened to this and thought, I've got some real value out of this, please share the podcast, like it, subscribe to it, share it. Jump onto our socials and let us know if there's a particular topic or a guest that you would like to hear, and we'll do our very best to meet that for you. Nick, thanks for today, man. Thank you. It's always been a pleasure. Guys, this is Mark Creedon for the Mastermind for Business podcast saying, looking forward to seeing you when we chat next week. Thanks for joining us on the Mastermind for Business podcast. If you're ready to have a business that you're not a slave to, check out metropolemastermind.com.au or have a chat with Mark and the team at all the W's, see what's possible dot today.